We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I want to welcome you guys to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. We've got a great episode this week. Before we begin, please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like, comment, and share if you like this episode. And we'll get into this week's sponsor and show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate, private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. Welcome everybody to this week's episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And today we're going to be talking about um, real estate, high net worth real estate investing. Uh, we have Lane Kawoka out of uh, Hawaii, and he is the uh, he's a blogger, he's a podcaster of Simple passivecashflow.com. And um, he has over a billion dollars assets under management. So today we're going to talk about his story, how to get started. We're going to talk about investing and saving on taxes. So Lane, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. Aloha, everybody. So we'll get started and we'll just tell us more about your background. I know you've uh, worked with White Coat Investor and just tell us how you got started and um, what you offer. Yeah, so I started investing uh, back in 2009 when I bought my first rental property up until that point. And I think like your audience, right, we're taught to all go to school, study hard, be good boys and girls. And (laughs) I became an engineer. I wasn't as smart as um, other people in my family to become doctors. But um, I realized, like, I think like a lot of high paid, highly stressed out professionals is you know, it's not all cracked up to be. And you know, a lot of people, they head off into these high income um, occupations. They start to get, you know, they go down that road of just kind of being a big hamster at the rat race. Um, I got uh-huh. lucky because, you know, again, I followed that linear path of going to school, studying hard, 
got a good job, bought a house to live in because I thought that's that's what you're supposed to do all while maxing on my 401k. But then I bought a house to live in and I, because I was traveling all over for work, I just decided to rent it out. And this is back in 2009. And that was when I got the taste of cash flow. I later oh. bought about 11 rentals by 2015, just saving up my money, you know, 20% down payments. And then I realized, you know, accredited investors, high net worth investors, they don't invest in rental properties after a certain point, especially when they become more of an accredited investor due to mm-hmm. the headaches, the legal liability, the debt error on personal name. And I mean, let's face it, as turnkey investors, you just get gouged by all these vendors and property managers that just think of you as some rich guy out in Hawaii or California. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's a really good story. And, um, yeah, I just remember, um, you know, I had, uh, my first job and I bought my house and I'm just thinking, you know, I was supposed to, the, it was that the American dream. And I was just like, I was looking around myself. I'm like, I'm no long, I'm not any happier or sadder than I was. So I don't know what people are talking about, you know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was lucky. I wasn't, I wasn't married. didn't have kids at that point. I mean, I kind of hit that in my early twenties, still single, still, you know, white, white canvas mode. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I mean, the, you know, w- once I bought one rental property and scaled it up, I realized, yeah, this was my ticket out of that rat race. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an amazing feeling. Like every, once people get their taste of cash flow or their rental properties and they're like, Oh, I want to get into this. And so, um, and you actually scaled it up. You realize, you know, like, uh, you know, with rental properties, you have tenants, you have toilets, you have trash, you know, it's like really, it's a big headache, you know? (laughs) So, um, and, uh, yeah, I realized, you know, it's just not worth the hassle, but tell us how you scaled it up. Now you're, you have $1 billion in assets under management. How did, what, how did you transition from, um, a a landlord to, uh, you know, a big time investor? Yeah. I mean, I always did it the passive way, right. As I was working my full-time engineering job. So I had property management to kind of do my dirty work for me. But, you know, with 11 rentals, you kind of run into an eviction every other year or every other, um, every other quarter, some Uh kind of big catastrophe that happens every quarter. And you start to realize like with 11 rentals, you had a few hundred dollars of cash flow each, you know, that's 3000 bucks a month. You know, it's great, but you know, I mean, what it does, it's just not enough. And you're going to need more like 30, 40 houses. So, you know, multiply that exception rate by three or four, you quickly realize how these single family homes, little rental properties are not scalable. And that's, that's where I started to pay to get into other higher level mastermind groups, other high paid, you know, professionals. And they started to realize that they invested in private placements and syndications where they could just be the LP partner. And also because the tax benefits are so much stronger, you get a lot of these passive activity losses through cost Uh segregations. And now, especially if you're able to implement a rep status strategy, real estate professional status. Uh um, I mean, I personally don't pay taxes for the last few years. I mean, people can go look at my taxes at simplepassivecashflow.com slash tax. We've got the screenshots on there, but you know, the wealthy drive their income down they're adjusting agi down with real estate and um, you know that's how you pay less taxes to in turn invest more and do some yeah. other strategies yeah that's awesome uh, a lot of the um my audience are either getting into real estate or they're active real estate but they're you know they're really what you describe you know landlording and so you you described a lot of concepts so you know we'll define first is um reps what is uh for the audience define what is uh reps for 
Yeah. So a lot of my, you know, my doctor clients, my dentist clients will do real estate professional status is what we call it. It's a designation on your taxes, basically little checkbooks, checkbox on there. But what that does is now, you know, for everybody, you can use the passive losses or deductions from real estate, the depreciation there to offset your passive income. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's, that's great. But what's really cool or when you're kind of playing with fires now, when you can take those passive losses and offset ordinary, potentially W2 income. Now uh-huh. there's some hoops that jump through to get at this designation rep status it has nothing to do with being a real estate broker or buying and selling houses. Um, but there's kind of the two main categories or requirements amongst many that you have to hit. First, mm-hmm. you or your spouse can have a full-time day job and you have to put a certain amount of hours into about 500 to 750 hours into your rental property portfolio, being the manager there. So there's a lot of different strategies to, you know, get this designation. I mean, of course, I'm not getting any tax advice here, but you know, we kind of help our clients educate them up so they can have that educated, empowered conversation with their CPA. And you know, most most clients realize 95% of them have to fire their CPA because the CPAs just don't get this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good uh, point. And what, what you described, you know, it's almost like phantom income, like depreciation and, you know, all these um, passive losses, it's like you, and it offsets your earned income. So it's almost like free money, uh, you know, given to you. Um, the other thing you described uh, uh, in your talk earlier on was uh, cost segregation. So describe what it is and how investors can use that um, to, you know, um, in to minimize their tax liability in real estate. Yeah. So I think, you know, kind of when we're all like little landlords, we got our single family homes, you know, a lot of investors are aware that you're able to deduct the one twenty seventh of the value of the property improvement every single year, which is great. And that typically offsets a lot of your passive income from the investment. But in commercial real estate, we, we do what's called a cost segregation. So basically we pay a consultant to put this big report for us together, we mm-hmm. typically pay about five thousand to ten thousand dollars for each of these reports. So, you know, a little little landlord, that's just too much money to spend on something like that. But when we buy, you know, forty, hundred million dollar apartment complexes, that's a drop in the bucket. But what uh-huh. that little report does for us is it allows us to many times take one third the whole building value all in the first year. Now this creates a huge, huge amount of passive activity losses. And I would probably say, you know, on the magnitude, maybe 10, 20 times amount of deductions in the first year as you would have been doing it traditionally using this cost segregation bonus depreciation method. Mm-hmm. Um, and what this does is, you know, instead of just merely offsetting your passive income, this creates a huge surplus of passive activity losses, which we call suspended. So it's a, think of it as staying suspended up in the clouds until you, the taxpayer, uh, choose to strategically use it or not. Now, yeah. most people will just let it stay up in the clouds, use it when they have a cash out or any type of you know capital event. You know, they sell the building. But people who are you know, we educate people on how to use it strategically to their best advantage. So, you know, for example, a, you know, take a high income earner like a doctor, like yourself, making six hundred thousand dollars a year. What will mm-hmm. typically you know come to and. And there's no one way to play this. And that's what drives like CPAs crazy is there's, there's, it's, this is all a, not a black and white game. There's mm-hmm. different strategies and, you know, you, 
there's some risks in terms of you not taking the best strategy. But one prudent thing that we would, you know, kind of use as a baseline strategy would try and lower your your income down to three hundred forty thousand dollars adjusted gross income. The reason mm-hmm. being that is there's a big gap between I think that that's twenty four or thirty two percent gap. So if you can drive your income from six hundred down to three forty, a delta of approximately what is that quarter million? Yeah, you've just saved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just saved one hundred twenty, one hundred thirty thousand dollars of taxes, which now you can go and invest that money and get even more passive losses. But then, you know, also doing other strategies such as infinite banking, you know, those types of things. And this is just a prime example of why the rich get richer, and you know, the, the poor middle class are just becoming smaller and smaller. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, as the you know, taxes are your, especially for the ultra rich and the ultra wealthy, are their biggest liability. So any sort of tax saving, especially in the hundreds of thousand, you know, millions of dollars, if they can save that in taxes, that's huge. You know, because uh, you know, I'm all for paying taxes, but you know, a lot of it's wasted. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I agree with you, but like that's where like. In reality, it's not the ultra wealthy paying the taxes. It's not the mm-hmm. smart, sophisticated investors doing this stuff. It's the, it's the people just like us, right? It's the engineers, it's the doctors, it's the mm-hmm. accountants that are like those these these poor working saps, right? Like mm-hmm. we're the ones in the shrinking middle class that are paying our fair share and above in taxes. And this is why, like, I've been so like adamant to kind of teaching people how to do this stuff because I mean it's it's unfair, right? We're all the we're yeah. the good little boys and girls who did everything that the system told us to do, but the system is kind of letting us down. The system yeah. is creating is creating this situation where they want us to keep playing doctor for 10, 20, 30 years. If if we stop doing this stuff or stop building bridges, mm-hmm. you know, how will society function, right? It sure as heck is not like the the trust fund kids, the wealthy people who have the great tax strategists, and it's sure hacking the low end people, right? That is pushing society forward. It's it's the shrinking middle class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, uh, so what are some steps? Uh, how how can you know people that want to jumpstart their um, real estate investing career or save on their taxes? Do you recommend them? do the single family route or just jump right into, um, uh, syndicates, uh, just, you know, what would, what would you uh, advise? Yeah. I mean, it depends where you are in this wealth building journey, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, here at simplepassivecashflow.com, we kind of educate higher paid professionals and some of our higher paid professionals, are what we call Henry's, which stands for high income, not wealthy yet. Uh-huh. Um, I would say if your net worth is under a quarter million and you make a good salary, you may consider buying little rental properties. But I would say certainly as you become more of an accredited investor, which you can just go Google the SEC definition for that, you know, I, I think skipping over these little rental properties would be prudent. And you know, just but then you have to surround yourself with the right passive investor colleagues because in this alternative investment world, it's relationships are everything. Mm-hmm. And if you're a, if you're a landlord now, fortunately, all those relationships that you built over time do not carry over to being an accredited investor and finding out where to invest. More importantly, who to stay away from. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like all these broker relationships, all these uh, insurance companies, these property managers. It's just a different world than that non-accredited investor world uh, when you switch over into kind of simple passive cash flow land. Um, yeah. 
and, and, and quite frankly, a lot, not a lot of people are able to play nice with others. And this is why, um, but in a way it's kind of easy because you can do it from anywhere. You, you just have to kind of play nice with others. And many accredited investors are very like, what I've learned is, you know, very kind, you know, giving people. Yeah, you've said it so eloquently. Besides that, you also have a blog and you teach people how to do this to give back and sort of um, continue the education. So how can um, people who are interested in learning about um, simple uh, passive cash flow or, or about you, how can they, where can they go? Yeah, they can, uh, they, they listen to podcasts. Uh, they can check out my podcast, Simple Passive Cash Flow, Passive Real Estate Investing. Uh, the website has a lot of free resources. They can go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash syndications mm-hmm. or simplepassivecashflow.com slash start is a good place to just kind of jumpstart. Um, and yeah. I, you know, I'd like to, I have a free book that I'd like to give out to your folks that just hit Amazon bestseller a couple of weeks ago. We released it. They can okay. text the word lane book to 314-665-1767. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, you know, I think that that's the thing, right? Like a lot of people listening, we're the kind of the hardworking folks. And for right. most most of my clients, you know, the, the goal is to get you onto this this train of investing in good assets with reputable operators and playing these different tax strategies and do a little bit of infinite banking. And most people who are already making six figures can get to financial freedom in five to 10 years pretty simply. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you, you got to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life or what I tell people a lot of times is like retirement's not really a thing kind of force yourself to think if I had to do something for the rest of my life, what would it be? Maybe that mm-hmm. might mean playing doctor, not four days a week, but maybe two or one and a half, you know, if you don't like it or find <laughs> something else. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You said it so well. And for all the uh, listeners on the show, uh, we'll put um, Lane's, um, especially the link to his book. Um, definitely go and check that out. Check out his website. He's got a lot of great articles, videos. And uh, so Lane, any parting words of wisdom advice and for the l- listeners? Uh, you know, I think the hard part about this stuff is that there's a lot of noise out there, right? I mean, there's a lot of information for people who just aren't financially adept, right? They're credit card debt. They don't make more than $60,000, $50,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, finding stuff for the high income earner that is responsible, prudent with their money, their, their personal finances. It's very hard to find the right information out there. And there's a lot of like pundits like Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman that kind of teach the masses, right? The people that are in credit card debt, bad financial space. Um, mm-hmm. and the hard thing is, you know, finding your peer group out there that believe in, you know, investing in the captive 401k plans, buying a house to live in, paying it down prudently. That's not what the wealthy do. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and that's the hard thing is to kind of separate what makes sense. Think for yourself. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, nobody's going to think out for your best interest in yourself, but so, you know, go out there and kind of read all you can check out simple passive cash flow podcasts and um, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be connecting in the future folks. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we look forward to having you on the show again. At Evernorth health services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line. It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. 
it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com wonder what a fantastic show i hope you enjoyed our very special guest just remember as a shout out to our this week's sponsor cityvest.com cityvest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at cityvest.com or click on the link in the show notes below to hear about their upcoming investment offerings. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.